What's happening? This your boy Natty Free. I'm gonna welcome y'all back to the Hecka Dangerous Podcast. As always, I want to thank y'all for liking, sharing, subscribing, commenting, all that stuff you do. Enjoy a really, really great podcast. This is episode 89, and I'm truly blessed and honored to still be the chosen vessel that gets to steward over this here ministry called the Hecka Dangerous Podcast. God is so great. God is so great. I have so many reasons to tell you why, why God is great, but I'm going to give you like four or five reasons for the sake of this episode. Um, before I record my episodes, I always go on Anchor to see what episode number I'm on so that when I do my intro, I, I say the right number. And as I was looking, I noticed that there was this random uptick in listeners. Like, my listeners usually fluctuate between 6 to 14 per episode. And there were certain episodes that maybe had like 5 listens, 6 listens, not looking. They're up to 9 or 10. Out of nowhere. I don't even know where these listens are coming from, right? But I just want to say God is so great. Because um, I think when I started this podcast... Obviously, it was a secular podcast and viewership and attention and all that stuff was very uh, critical. It it was very uh, beneficial to my ego. It's what kept me going. Right. And in this season of the podcast. Reached the the more listeners that this show gets for me, I think about the outreach and I think about um, how many more people this word is able to touch. Right. Able to reach. And so. It's just really awesome because, once again, I'm not using Instagram to promote the, the podcast. So the extra two or three listeners I may have been getting on there or the people who listen to the podcast and um, who would get the notifications on Spotify, um, I'm not I'm not uh, getting those anymore, right? And so I just want to thank God for just making sure that this podcast is reaching who it needs to reach. I would rather... This podcast reached three people who need to hear it than for it to reach a thousand people for the sake of reaching a thousand people, right? So um, I'm truly blessed and honored. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to you who listen to the podcast. Thank you to uh, you guys who are sharing the podcast with people. You know, I know um, one of my coworkers, he listens to the podcast with his wife. And so, um, when I do the intro, it's not just an intro. I truly mean those words. You know, I'm truly grateful for, you know, you guys liking, subscribing, commenting, sharing, all that stuff y'all do. It's really appreciative. It's really, really appreciated, you know. Um, I got some notes, and I'm just going to jump into them. Um, my first note says, won't he do it? Won't he do it? Um it's amazing how it's amazing how okay, so his word says that he works out everything good. He works out everything for the good for those who love him. And so I think I, I see that scripture a lot, right? I see people post that a lot, and I think it's something that's uh you know, it could be used to give people hope and things like that. But when you look at the scripture, it says everything. He works out everything for the good of those who love him. Everything, everything, everything. So that means um, 
hard times in your in your uh, relationships. That means hard times with finances. That means hard times with your children. That means hard times on your job. That means hard times with in your faith. That means um, when you go through grief. That means um, you know when you go through anything. That all these things are being worked out for our good. And so, I remember Mark saying something about sitting in and just sitting in that discomfort, sitting in that storm, and letting God work, letting God do what He planned to do, letting God have His will, letting God have His way, and how you'll come on the back end saying, "Won't He do it?" and I just want to say, won't he do it? Um, it's just so amazing how in the midst of certain things, all we can see is the thing, right? Like if I'm having financial hardships in that season, all I could think, all I could see and think about is the hardship. All I could, all I could think about, all my mind's thinking about is how to get out this hardship. Like I was talking to this, this lady um, you know, and she was dropping off our boxes for FedEx. And she mentioned to me how she was working three different jobs, um, you know, trying to provide, trying to stay on her feet. And I understand where she's coming from. You know, I don't know her situation, if she had kids or, you know, where, well, you know, she had student loans, you know, I don't know what her situation is, but I understood that response because in that circumstance, all she probably can see is, the troubles. All she can see is these bills that are due and she can't see where God is working. And maybe she does see, but um, just listening to the situation, I, I just understand how, you know, and I'm not, I'm not saying that we should just sit on our hands and just wait, but um, there is a certain type of patience, a certain type of um, waiting, a certain type of yielding that we talk about. Like I remember, um, when my oldest son was on, was doing, you know, children's church on Zoom and they would talk about the acronym for pray and the why stuff for yield. And I've mentioned this a million times on this podcast, but we don't do well with the yielding, you know. Um, we don't do well with the yielding, right? Like, we don't do well with the yielding part. Um, and I, I, I was reminded by God that Things can feel like eternity when we're waiting for him in our terms, right? But there's plenty of, there's plenty of moments in scripture where you can look at uh, you know, people who waited much longer for things much more crucial, much more important, right? Like you think about um the prophet Samuel's mother, you think about Abraham and, and um and um uh, and Sarah, um, and how long they waited for Isaac, you know. And we, you know, that's a long time, right? As opposed to us having to wait, you know, three months, four months for an answer from God or, you know, and so it's just such a beautiful thing how um, we could be in these seasons where it just seems like nothing's happening, but we can't see God's work like we can but we can't see the intricacies of his work right so we can't see 
Um, for instance, you know, like if you were waiting for a state job, right? Let's say you've been waiting for, to get with the state or something like that. You can't see the intricacies of what God's doing behind the scenes, preparing that space for you. You know, um, you can, all you can see is the lists or the, uh, the lack of offers that you're receiving. Right. And so, um, I just want to say, won't he do it? You know, uh, just know that God is not a, an active God. We have a very active God who's always working on our behalf. And so, um, <laughs> let my life, let my testimony be living proof that won't he do it? Won't he do it? You know, um, we have all these human standards. We have all these human, um, you know, we have all these human standards, right? Where, you know, it's like you need to be doing certain things by certain ages. You need to have certain things, right? And that is human standards, right? Like that's not God sets standards. Like, there's nothing within scripture that says by the time you're 35, you need to have your career. By the time you're 25, you need to have graduated college. Those things help, right? Those things in the the physical world, those things will help, right? But those aren't ultimate things, right? Those aren't the end-all, be-alls, right? And so um, I just want to say, won't he do it, you know? Um I could say, you know, just for me, you know, um, mentally, spiritually, you know, um, I feel myself just in this spiral of just being burnt, being tired, just not having it some days. And, you know, just seeing God get me through those days, just seeing God drag me out of bed, seeing God drag me through a shift, seeing God you know, drag me, you know, through my daily duties at home, you know, um, knowing that in my own strength, I couldn't do that. That in my own strength, I'd have been on my face, laid out. But uh, won't he do it, you know? Won't he do it? My second note says, the gift of God. Um, I've recently been reminded that the best thing you could give to your loved ones is him. What do I mean by that? The best thing you could give your, your loved ones is him. You know, um, I think that it's so easy to give stuff, but I'm reminded that stuff, there's a song by James Blake that says, uh, there's a limit to your love. And when I think about it, there's a limit to everything, right? Like Disneyland is good. Um, food is good. Jewelry is good. Um, money is good. But there's a limit to those things, right? There's a limit. There's a limit to it, you know? Um, that trip to Disneyland is not going to make your kids obey you. That trip to that, that, uh, that, that little extra $500, you know, that you put in her purse ain't going to save your marriage, right? Like, those are things that will 
slow the bleeding for a little bit, right? Those are things that will, uh, you know, or those are things that will provide temporary happiness, right? But they won't give them joy. They won't give them something sustainable. And so, um, God reminded me that, you know, I remember when I was, uh, God's kind of, God's kind of taking me back to the beginning. And so I remember, um, talking to pastor Nate and, you know, if you know him, he, he's, he's a character, but he was saying like, you know, a lot of men are focused on giving women the D when they need to be given their woman, the G O D. And walk with me as I say this, you know, um, the G-O-D is something that is sustainable. You know, as parents, we always try to prepare our kids for life without us, right? Like, that's 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 something that you always hear people say. It's like, oh, like, you need to know how to uh, wash your dishes. You need to know how to pay a bill. You need to know how to drive a car because one day I'm going to be gone. And um, those things are true indeed. But the thing that um, God always reminds me when it comes to my family is that they need to know above all things, above all things, they need to know who their Lord and Savior is and needs to have a relationship with him. And um, that's that should be at the top of my list. And so um, it's just funny how I could see, you know, because because, you know, all these all these things that we enjoy are not bad things. Right. But ultimately, we're using these physical things to fill spiritual needs, right? So, you know, we're using, um, you know, you know, uh, vacations, all these different things to, to fill our true spiritual needs. Like, um, and an example I'll give you is that you have you ever been on vacation? You know, I, I hear this a lot where people say, I need a vacation from my vacation. Like, have you ever went on a trip and came back and you were still tired? Like you, you didn't, you know, you went to, you know, Spain or something like that and you come back and your dog tired. It's because what we truly needed was um, a spiritual reset and we use physical things. Right. And so like, like what I'm trying to do is every two or three months, give myself a five day weekend. And um, I don't really have anything planned, like to go anywhere, but it's really just to take one hat off, you know, um, just to take one hat off. The hat that I'm always ready to t- willing and ready to take off is my work hat. That's one hat that I'm always ready to take off. And so we're taking that hat off. Um, it's just one less thing that's on my mind and one less thing that's uh, uh, what you know, making noise and getting in the way of, uh, you know, hearing God. And so what I realized is that like, like when we went on our honeymoon, for me, that honeymoon, I just needed a spiritual reset. I just want to be present with my wife and just um, (coughs) enjoy her presence, um, enjoy his goodness, just to be present, you know, um, for all the parents out there, all the married people out there, um, 
your everyday life is so much of a grind. It's so much thinking about what bill is due, what's for dinner, um, uh, what's this, what's that, what's that, you know, so much task, 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 task. And so um, it was a beautiful thing. And so to get back to my point, the best thing that we could give our loved ones is God. You know, um, it was funny because, uh, you know, my wife had, a had, had spoke to me and, um, you know, I, I just asked God to, um, let me receive it. Let me hear it, you know, cause it's easy for us when someone approaches us and this could be a coworker, this could be, um, a sibling, a parent, a partner, it could be anyone, right? This doesn't have to be marriage, but when someone approaches us about ourselves, um, are it's easy to jump into defense. It's easy to flip. It's easy to deflect. It's easy to gaslight. But um, to examine and to listen, you know, because you know the one thing that I asked God is to help me hear the heart of, of the matter. Because the thing that we do as humans is we think the heck out of stuff, right? So, you know, what would happen is, right, I'm going to use an example. Let's say that let's say that you think that your partner um, is a terrible, uh, is, let's say that you think that you, let's say that, that, that you feel like your partner is rude. So that thought comes up. This person is rude. And then you sit on it and you sit on it and you sit on it. And then you start to look up stories. You start to research stuff. Then you start talking to your coworkers. You start talking to your homeboys. Um, you start listening to music. You start doing all this stuff <coughs> before you even get to the person. And then when you get to the person, you got all these thoughts. You got all this energy toward uh, about this situation, this person that... By the time you speak on it, you might be very emotional. Um, you might have too much information where if 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 someone was to do something in that moment, I was to say, you're being rude, it would come out a lot different where the fact that I've had time to have, and, and I mean, lie to yourself if you want, but we do this as humans, you know, we do this, we do this, you know, we, we talk to our, our, our buddies, whoever, and we, you know, we get the spinning around. And obviously, if I'm talking to my people from my perspective, they're going to jump on and throw flogs into the flame. And so what I've learned is to ask God to hear the heart of what people are saying, right? And so um, you can, it's, it's, it's so crazy to see your family, to see your loved ones, and to just see that desire um, to have that God-shaped hole filled in their heart. And my job is to help facilitate that. Not to fill it, right? That's not my job. My job is to help facilitate it, right? Once again, like I used last week, you know, um, when we go to, to our ultrasound, you know, things, there's this lady who comes in, she talks to us, but ultimately, you know, She's just preparing us for the real doctor, right? 
you know, she's awesome at her job and she is very important, right? You know, she makes us feel comfortable, blah, blah, blah. You know, she small talks us really well. But ultimately, you know, she is just preparing us for the actual doctor, right? Like this person will not be the one who will get our meds for us. This person will not be the one who has answers to certain questions. She's just there to facilitate. And so I've learned that I'm here to facilitate. And I love how the Lord. I love how the Lord uses <laughs> everyday stuff to help you. But anywho, um, yeah, you know, so, you know, um, I talked about this in the podcast before about how a lot of times when we get into the faith, we have this, um, I think, I think just in general, we have like this very amazing zeal, right. To want to go out into the world. And, you know, um, what God reminds me is that once again, there are many opportunities to disciple at your house. And, you know, in this season, um, at City Church, I'm really blessed and honored that um, I'm not as hands-on as I was before, that there's a lot more time for me um, in my personal life to serve those around me, you know? And so, sure, I don't lead a song like, sure, I'm not being called to do whatever, but that's a great opportunity for me to minister to my family. And so, um, I was telling, I, I made like this whole intricate, you know, setup and uh, promo and things like that. And I said it to my wife and my wife thought like I was starting a Bible study, but what she didn't realize was that the Bible study was for me and her. And, um, when I told her that it was going to be a Bible study between the both of us, just me and her, no one else, you would have thought that I told her there was a Lamborghini outside for her. You'd have thought that I told her she was getting a, 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 a free year, a year worth of Cheesecake Factory for free. Like the response, the, the, the joy, the excitement of knowing that she's going to dive into Genesis with me. Um, you could just see the excitement. She was just full of joy. And in that moment, I just was reminded of my role of my role, you know, um, these things matter, right? These things that we see, they matter. They're very convenient. You know, like, uh, there's instant gratification. If I go wash my clothes right now, I go in there, I throw the clothes in there, machine washes it, boom, take it out, machine dries it, bam. There's no instant gratification in building your family up spiritually. There's little bits and pieces you see, but there's no instant gratification. Like, but when you see those little small glimpses, they mean the world to you. Like, I'll tell you one thing. Um, I'm very conscious of the content that I like to um, present to my son. And um, there's this one podcast we listened to. And one of the podcasts was talking about uh, grumpiness. And I thought this lady did a very good job explaining, explaining, giving examples to the kids to help them comprehend what she was talking about. And so she was talking about gratitude, which is obviously a word that is not going to click for a kid. And so she talked about how um, just being grateful and how the next time 
that we want to complain um, to give praise and to change the I, I have to to a I get to. And so one example she used was next time your parents um, put carrots on your plate and you want to eat carrots, instead of saying yucky carrots, say, thank you, God, that my parents have, uh, you know, that my parents have bought these carrots and that they are conscious of my health. You know, something I'm paraphrasing here. Right. But it was funny because, uh, you know, our oldest kid, he hates cleaning and um he was cleaning, he had to clean the kitchen, and he was just upset. He was like, I hate this. Like you could just see you could see his body language, but I could hear him saying to himself, Thank you, God, for my kitchen. Thank you, God, that I get to clean up this kitchen. Thank you, God. And so a little moment like that means the world to you because you see you see the 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 work, the facilitation starting, right? Where I've simply introduce these uh concepts i've actually introduced these different things and now god is doing the other part where i'm simply bible I'm, i'm simply doing a bible study with my son every night i'm simply um you know playing worship music to him i'm simply having conversations with him finding podcasts that help you know explain what he's just read so you know one end we're reading this script we're reading the scripture, but the text on the other end, we're also listening to people um, explaining to children. And so once again, I'm not making those changes in him. I'm just simply helping facilitate this change and watching God do the work on his heart. Right. You know, because a lot of us, we want to change people's hearts. We want to fix people's hearts. And that's not our job. Our job is to lead them to him who can, him who will, right? And so um, the greatest gift you could give your family is God himself. Um, You know, if I was to die in a car accident tomorrow, I feel confident knowing that I've introduced, I've put my family in a space where they can pick up where I left off, where they're in a space where I know that God would cover them. God would be with them and I wouldn't have to worry. Right. And so I'm not saying to just not, I'm not saying, Oh, don't ever give your family nice stuff. Don't ever go anywhere. But what I'm saying is understand that those things don't suffice, that those things don't fix things. Right. Like those things help. Those things are nice. But they, there's limits to them, right? Like, you know, you always hear, you know, food, right? Like, I, I could give my wife her favorite food every day for a week. But it wouldn't make up. It wouldn't suffice for her relational needs, her spiritual needs, her need to be comforted, her need to be uh, reassured. Food can't do that. Money can't do that. You can't buy those kind of things, right? And so uh, it's just a reminder for me, you know, just just a reminder for all of us, you know. We are, my next note says we are made for each other. Um, The Bible says, I think one of the things I like about City Church is, you know, like the one there, 
catch tag is loving God, love, lo- uh, loving God and loving others. And so, um, at church today, they were they, today, yesterday, you know, um, he talked, uh, Pastor Nystrom talked about, um, how not only are we made for God, but we're made for each other. And I just want to kind of reiterate that, that we're made for each other. You know, um, it could be so easy in this world to detach yourself emotionally, to detach yourself and say, well, that doesn't concern me. That's not my issue. Um, you know, I'm, 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 I'm black. That has nothing to do with me. I'm not gay or, you know, whatever. I'm not poor. I'm not, you know, but it says that we're made for each other. And so um, in this season of my walk, I really, really appreciate and really value the relational part of, 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 of uh, being a Christian. We're, we're a body. We're a family. You know, when, when we say brother and sister, that's not just something that you say because it sounds good, because it's cool. We literally are brothers and sisters. We're brothers and sisters. Brothers and sisters. And so, um, you know, we're made for each other. You know, we're made to look out for each other. You know, like if we really... And I think I've said this on the podcast before, but we're we're not living the way that God designed designed us to live, right? We're not living for each other, right? Because if we were, just think about how less homeless people there'd be, how they how um there'd be less starving people. Like there's so much food in this world. There's so many places being built, and yet there's people sleeping on the street. How do we have how every time I'm driving in Sacramento, there's a new spot being built. There's uh, you know, when I you know I won't say any names, but you know, I used to stay with a dude who had a three-bedroom house, right? Three-bedroom house to itself. You know, um, I go to people's houses and it even happens to me sometimes where I bust something open, that thing expired. It's been just chilling. You know, I I remember uh, when I used to work at the co-op, they would give me so much meat and, you know, I would just be buying new stuff and I forget. There's all this food. You know, I I would think about the co-op and all the food that we used to toss out because they expired. All this food and there's people starving. We got all this space, all this land, all these resources, all this money, and there's people suffering because we don't live for each other. Um, we 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 don't value the relational aspect, and you know there's people who are just going through all kind of things, and you know we kind of just look away. You know, um, we see people post stuff on uh, social media, and we kind of be like that person tripping or. I ain't got time for that. Or, you know, you know, whatever. We just keep it pushing, right? We say we're going to pray. We never pray for that person, you know? Um, there's people in the church. You 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 know, you know that their 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 partner has passed or you know they're going through something and you, you walk right past them. Don't even say a word to them, you know? And so 
I just want to remind everyone that we're made for each other. You know, I think it's easy to to do the God thing, right? Because God is, you can't see him. And it's kind of an easy, you know, kind of cop out. Like living for God is super easy. It's tucked away. It's invisible. There's really no way to quantify that right per se. But to live for others is a whole different thing, right? Because when you live for God, we can live for God and we could trick ourselves and we could never lose anything or miss a beat. But now when you're living for others, there's an inconvenience that comes from that, right? Like if I had a four bedroom house and there was an extra bedroom and I took in, I took in someone who was unhoused, I have to bring that person in. There's something physical and tangible that you can see. Something you have to deal with. There's a real person. Like I remember when I used to have my, you know, my my spot, and I and people used to sleep on the couch. We used to take people in. Um, it's a whole different thing when you're taking in others because, you know, there's a person on your couch. Uh, there's a person you got to feed. They're going through things. They need rides. Like you know, what I'm saying it's a whole different setup. But what I'm saying is that we we. Uh, We're made for each other. And so I just want to encourage people to embrace the relational aspect of this world, of this walk, you know. Um, <clears throat> so often, you know, we're, we're, we're curved in ourselves. It's like I'm looking for a dope word that's going to help me with the situation I'm going through. I'm looking for a dope word that makes me feel good. And that's not the church. That's not how this goes, you know. Um I think that's what I appreciate a lot about going to city church is that um, the scripture is the scripture. There is no taking the scripture. Like this most recent message from Nystrom, it, there was nothing in it that you could take from it and say, I feel good about myself, right? But you feel convicted and you grow from it, right? But there was no taking the, the, the text and you know, trying to give you a happy ending, um, uh, uh, you know, give you some closure, some type of resolution within it, make you feel good about yourself. It was the text. And I appreciate just being given the text, especially nowadays where we're in such a performative world. We're in such a um, people-pleasing world. We're in such a I don't want to offend nobody world, you know, where the text is the text. And so I appreciate that. So, um Embracing the relational part. And that kind of ties me to my next one. Um, my last note is he knows my name. Um, what a good guy. What a great guy we serve. Like Mark says, chicken is good. God is great. Um, what a great guy that we serve. You know, um, I, I my favorite part of church is the reflection time where they play a song and you're just able to just sit down and just sit with the word, sit with him. And um, they did a, you know, my name and, um, you know, the part, you know, it says uh, he knows my name. Yes, he knows my name. He knows my name. Oh, how he walks with me. Oh, how he talks with me. And oh, how he tells me that I am his own. Oh, how he comforts me. 
Oh, how he counsels me. Yet it still amazes me that I am your friend. And I won't get into the whole song. Like, like I, I could do a whole, I could do a, I could legit do a podcast on the whole song, but um, a lot of times we're looking for reassurance. We're looking for things from other sinners, other humans who can't, who can't provide that. Like I was talking to another uh, male at church and I was saying how I've come to realize that there's a limit to me. And I've accepted that, that there's a limit to me, to what I can do, to how far I can go. But there's no limit to him, right? And so um, just to sit in those words and to say, he knows my name, you know, um, we, you know, you think about how, you know, how people go to concerts and they'll go crazy because their favorite musician high five them or looked at them. And it's like, that person acknowledged me. Oh my goodness. But how much greater is it that God knows your name? How much greater is it that God knows your name? There's an intimacy to that, you know, and there's a comfort to that. You know, it says, it, you know, to get back into the lyrics, um, it says, how he, oh, how he walks with me, oh, how he talks with me, and oh, how he tells me that I am his own. There's so much comfort in that to know that no matter where I'm at, no matter what I'm going through, no matter what my life looks like, he's walking with me how he's talking with me, how he's in, he's in constant relationship with me and how he's telling me, reminding me that I am his. And there's a comfort in being reminded by him. You know, uh, once again, I can't get into too much details, but there's times where people, they're telling me about certain situations, certain people. And I'll tell you this, I don't downplay nothing, right? But I don't care what nobody's capable of what in, what a situation looks like that doesn't take away from how good he is and how powerful he is and so there's just this comfort in hearing that song where i've heard this i've heard the choir sing it before but really just listening to that really taking that in you know like um leaving leaving from the departing from the intellectual part and into the spiritual part, like, well, duh, he knows my name. He's God. He's, he's He knows everything. Of course he knows my name. But really leaving from the intellectual part and diving into the spiritual part, like, he knows my name. He knows my name. You know, I, I, I remember, you know, going to, you know, when I was, you know, doing shows, right, and I was vending, and... You know, somebody will walk up, you know, who is a shaker and mover in a city, right? Maybe an artist that people know. Like, I, I remember Chewy, right? Chewy, big deal in Sacramento. Um, big deal in just music general. And I remember um, going to a show and Chewy being like, yo, what's up, Nat? And me being like, whoa, Chewy knows me? This is Chewy. He knows me. Now, think how much, now I think about how much greater it is that God knows my name. I mean, like, like my excitement should be infinite times more uh, 
more than than whatever feeling I had simply based on Chewy on my name. And that's not to downplay or degrade Chewy, but to say, but to put God knowing my name into proper perspective, right? It says, Oh how he comforts me. Oh how he cancels. Oh how he counsels me. Yet it still amazes me that I am your friend. He comforts me. He counsels me. And that's a relational thing, right? You can't be comforted. You can't be counseled by someone that you're not in relationship with. Paul is able to comfort me, counsel me. My wife is able to comfort me, counsel me. I'm in relationship with them. I can't be comforted and counseled by this guy who's upstairs for me. Because I'm not in relationship with that dude. I'm sure he's probably an awesome dude, for I know. Probably super great guy, but we're not in relationship. He comforts us. He counsels us, man. Like, what a great guy. You know, you think about, you know, how they had us that one song, um, uh, Jehovah Nisi. And it's, it's like, it's rolling out all his names. And so it's like, you know, he's our, you know, he's our provider. You know, he's our banner. You know, he he's all the, you know, he's all these things, you know, and uh, jumping out the intellectual into the spiritual of, he is my provider. He is my banner. You know, he he does reign in victory, all these different things. And so, um, you know, it was just nice to meditate on that and just to know that he knows my name, to know that for all the excitement that we get when, you know, LeBron James retweets your, you know, your post or, you know, when, you know, like I, I, you see so much excitement from people like, oh, my goodness, this person knows me. I'm in. How much more exciting, how much more beautiful is it that God knows our name? Um, before I get up out of here, I just want to remind everyone to keep keep people in prayer, man. Like, really pray. Really pray. Really pray. When someone tell, when I, when I say pray for me, um, I really mean pray for me. I mean, go into prayer for me. And when you ask me to pray for you, I want to make sure that I'm praying for you. Um, we're, we're so checklist. We're so religious that we don't really understand the power of prayer. You don't know how hard I'd be praying for guidance, for wisdom. You don't know how hard I'd be praying to God to, to help me. How hard I'd be praying to God, telling him, I don't know. I don't have the answers. I need you right now. I need you. I need you. I can't do this no more. You don't know how hard I'd be praying, man. And he's came through every time. He's came through every time. He's heard my heart. When you pray, speak from your heart, not from your mouth. Speak from your heart. You know, we talk about God knows my heart, right? And I'm glad God knows my heart. When we usually when people say God knows my heart, they're saying that in a positive way. I'm glad God knows my heart. I'm glad. There's so many things that I be wanting, so many things that God has told me no, rejected. And I'm glad because He's protecting me from myself, you know. Um Pastor Nate talks about 
when you that dangerous prayer where you say, God, use me as you see fit. That's a dangerous prayer because what God has planned for us and what we have planned for us are two different things, right? What I have planned for my family, nice, big house, (laughs) two stories, big old backyard. God may have an apartment and he may, he may say, I got an apartment plan for you, but you still got a home and there's going to be people you're going to come across in this apartment complex that they're going to need prayer. They're going to need your energy, going to need your presence, going to need you to show up for them. Right. Um, and so we just gotta, you know, it's crazy, man. You know, his plan, but ultimately he provides for us so well, like, the things that we pray for, the things that we want, they're just kind of, they're just extras, right? They're not necessarily stuff that we really need. Like, if you really sit down and think about what you need versus what you want, it's stuff that we really want. Like, a lot of, like a lot of stuff that, like, a lot of the, the more that I want in my life, um, it would make things more convenient, things, whatever, more comfortable. But I don't really need those things, right? I just want those things. Anywho, let me... I'm about to go on a... Sorry, doing a whole podcast. But, um, yeah. Just pray on things, man. Like, don't underestimate the power of prayer. Don't take prayer lightly. It's, it's, your, it's your line of conversation with your Lord and Savior. With, with our Lord and Savior. It's our chance to talk to him. It's our chance to to be comforted by him, to be counseled, but there has been humility once again to pray. So, you know, pray from your heart. Pray from your heart. Pray from your heart. Pray for those who are grieving. Pray for those who woke up today and wish they didn't. Pray for those who are, they're just one more, they're just one more bad thing from losing it. One more, one more mistake from just falling apart, from just crying. Pray for those people. Pray for those who are doing well. Pray for those who don't have those issues that um, they store well over their season, that they not take for granted. Um not having issues that others have and that maybe they can be, uh, of, you know, of service. Um, cause I don't know about you, but there are seasons where it's just, you ain't got it. And it's just, it's just impossible to even be of service to others. But yeah. Just, just, just pray, man. Just pray, 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 pray. Um, this is episode 89. It's your boy, Natty Free. I love y'all, and I thank y'all so much, man, for listening to the podcast. I'm up out of here. Yee-hee!